Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark out for a while. Hello and welcome to the dark forest. It's Jackie Cation, your host. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. Just renewed that because people like a determiner. Family Pet Ancestry sends you over to Jackie Cation. And let's do the credits. Patrick Brady, he's going to fix this audio, and I thank him for it. Vilmos fixes JackieCation.com. Mike Rickberg composed and sang the song you just heard. He's going to sing his words to the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. Uh, the websites. If you go to JackieCation.com or DorkForest.com, there's a donation button. You may donate if you like the show. I say do it. I would love some money. If you like the show, throw me some money. I appreciate it. You can also use the Amazon banner on JackieCation.com when you order from Amazon, which we all do. And uh, it doesn't cost you extra. It's just a portal back to Amazon. And then I the Dork Forest gets a little bit of a kickback. And I genuinely appreciate that. You can order stuff. You can get my CDs and DVD that is available all digitally. But if you want hard copies, get them at JackieCation.com. And there's combos, too, where you can get uh, for cheap. And you get stickers for free. There's Circus People. There's It's Never Gonna Be Bread. And This Will Make an Excellent Horcrux. Those are my three albums. The DVD is also a Horcrux. And you can download that on Comedy Film Nerds on their download page, ComedyFilmNerds.com. And... You can go to iTunes and review the show. You can email me, Jackie at JackieCation.com. On my website, you can also get Ranger t-shirts. You can get a Ranger t-shirt, black, union made. They run a little big because of that because they're made in America by Americans. And you can get the CDs, DVD, or you can get a Spooky Reading Girl t-shirt, which is my new stand-up uh, t-shirt. Or you can get the green The Dork Forest t-shirt, which Brad Chambers designed, and that is fun as well. Anyway, allthingscomedy.com is a place where a lot of different uh, podcasts are happening. I am one of them. It's an umbrella. Go check, take it out. Check it out if you're looking for more pods. The Nerdist is where I'm doing the Jackie and Lori show with Lori Kilmartin, and that's fun. You can always come and see me do stand-up if you like stand-up comedy. This episode should drop May 3rd, 2016, and if it does... This coming weekend, I'm in Vermont, in Burlington, Burlington, Vermont. Uh, it's my first time there. I'm pretty excited about it, actually. And I say, let's get into the show and do a little uh, dorking out. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm in my living room with Rye Silverman. Welcome to the program, Rye Silverman. Thank you. You haven't been on uh, for years. No. It is, we're in year 10 of the Dork Forest. Last time I was on the show, I was still living as a boy. So. You were, yes. <laughs> you were a man. Actually, yeah. you were a boy. Yeah. But, uh, and now. <laughs> I, don't think, I think it was, I mean, I was already almost 30, so. <laughs> right. And now, and now you are a woman. Yes. And it is a, it is a beautiful moment, uh, that uh, you have come <laughs> into your own. Yes. And you are a comic and you have a new album from last year. Yeah. And it's called Intimate Apparel. Mm-hmm. And it is on Amazon and iTunes. And it's as Rye Silverman. Yeah. R-Y-E. Correct. Mm-hmm. And your Twitter is still Rye Silverman, at Rye Silverman, but yeah. your website and your Instagram is Riley Silverman, yeah. R-I-L-E-Y. Yep. Silverman, turns out. Same. Yep. Always Silverman. Always Silverman. Yeah. 
still a I made the, the family's cool of waiting till I was almost successful and then changing all the names that I was going by <laughs> until that point. So. Someone almost cared yeah. and then you're like, "Oh, I'm going to change everything." Well, it's the second time I changed my name in my career, which is like I I almost didn't do it again because I'd already done it once, but right. I just was like, "No, I I just wait liked it." So. And it'll be fine. Yeah. Everyone can figure it out. Yeah, and I wasn't that famous yet. It's not like you're like, "What happened to Rye Silverman?" Like, <laughs> right. And funnily enough, um Maria just changed her uh email address and her phone number. <laughs> Both of them. Oh, that's so, fun. Guess who's uh, getting a lot of emails and phone calls? Hey, uh, did Maria change her phone number? And I'm like, yeah, you should talk to her manager because I'm, I refuse to deal with 13 yeah. of these a day. Yeah. And everybody's been, everybody's cool about she's it. Like, no, they, she just blocked you. No, she's just done with you. She blocked you personally. You personally are somehow blocked via the, uh, the telephone. I don't know if you can actually do that. <laughs> that would be hilarious. If you could. Okay. So this is how this happened. Yeah. You have many dorkdoms. You are a diamond. I do. You are yeah. multifaceted. You're available. I'm made of dork. Yeah. You're made of dork. Yeah. <laughs> so the, um, but we spoke on Twitter briefly. Yeah. And cause I, I don't mind potatoes, yeah. but I don't, I was trying to avoid doing my taxes. So <laughs> yeah. I said, why, who loves potatoes and tell me why? So you were like, oh, I could probably talk about it for an hour. And yeah. here we are. So, yeah. so let's talk about potatoes. This episode is me, is you calling my bluff and me <laughs> going, no, I'm going for it. So I, sure. Let's rise to the occasion. It's a thing. It's weird though, because I've been, you know, we talked before we started the show about how I've been like working out more lately and trying to get back into better shape. And I've been working on my diet. And the worst thing about like what's going on with diet now is I know that you're supposed to cut out like really complicated carbs and stuff like that, and or basically is a carbs, potato a complicated carb? I don't know. It it's, seems it's so a simple. Starch, I think. Yeah. It's a starch. <laughs> well, it's it's a simple food. It's, it's simple, but it has layers, <laughs> like, <laughs> or it has many faces. I should say. Yes. The potato is the many faced god of cooking, and the thing is like so many of those many faced gods I love and I'm obsessed with, and I'm, I'm like so sad that I have to be really careful of how much I eat them, like because. Almost every meal of the day, I can have a form of potato if I'm like left to my own devices because I can okay. have in my burrito in the morning. I can have them as a side dish at both other meals. Like I have a baked potato at dinner. There's a lot of potato action. To have. Talk to me about breakfast potatoes. Okay. What's happening at breakfast? I don't okay. hash browns. I'm unmoved. Yeah, they're the best of the lot, but they need to be well done. Yeah, and then I'm done, and I, it's just a vehicle. Yeah, I think for me the hash brown is the is the go to. Okay, I, I think uh, and actually really any meal. I I think I was I actually wondered about this before coming in. I'm like, what is the potato that's like my ultimate potato? And, Ooh, yeah. what is your ultimate potato? I think it's the tater tot. I don't know what it is about the tater tot, but there is something just delightful about it. There's something a little bit childish about it. it feels, right? It feels very like like school cafeteria. Like we would usually oh, get yeah. fries every day, but like once in a while, tater tots. You're like, oh, this is a special day. Okay. So there's that, and then I think is I think tater tots can happen at almost tater any meal. Tater tots are essentially a mashed potato that are then made into squares and then bread and deep fried. Yeah. So it's okay. all the things. Yeah. It's all the things. And and then they are frozen and sent off uh, yeah, to in be bulk. refried again. Yeah. Yes. And there's one, uh, the Trader Joe's ones especially, I really love. And what I used to do <laughs> in the morning was I would get them, and I didn't have like a deep fryer. Nope. And so what I would do is I would, I would get them out and I would like put like maybe like 10 of them and I'd get my little pan that like usually has like enough for like two eggs. That's usually right. what I'd do is I'd fry two eggs. But first I would put a little bit of grease in the pan. Toss in these like 10 or like 10 to 15 tater tots, let them cook a little bit just to soften up. And then I like smashed them up until I basically made like a hash brown out of the tater tots. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And then I mix in, um, sometimes Trader Joe's, they sell this, um, like fire roasted tomato and pepper and onion. I think it's like red and green peppers and onions. Okay. And I would mix Are they that marinated? In. 
Uh, yeah, no, like your fire okay. roasted. So they have okay. like a seasoning to them. And I would mix those in with the tater tots. And so I get this potato thing and then I'd put my egg over that. Well, that, so, that does sound excellent. Quite honestly, good. that yeah. sounds, that sounds like, yeah. I, um, wow. <laughs> I know that my sister, when we were children, we never had potatoes. We had rice. Okay. Even though my mother uh, was uh, Irish, uh, my the Armenians won the Battle of, of the Starch. <laughs> and so we had pilaf with every okay. meal. And uh, and then when my mom died, my stepmother was uh, – she made pilaf. She made pilaf. And, and she was uh, – Italian and Polish. It's a fascinating story. Yeah. Anyway, about the ancestry of the American public. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my father, he's willing to marry a Catholic is what is, it came down to. Yeah, yeah. And she never, she never really did make potatoes. And when she did, they were boxed potatoes. Okay. And my sister would always say that she liked boxed potatoes, but they weren't real potatoes. They were just a different food. Yeah. That was good in their own way, but it was not a potato. What do you think about that statement? Well, I definitely I can see what she's saying, especially when it's like box mashed potatoes, because both most box mashed potatoes are really just like starches thrown together. It's flakes. Yeah, it's, and so it's that's, somehow flaked. I, I occasionally do make those when I just want mashed potatoes. And I'm in a little bit of a rush, or I don't want to spend the time like making potatoes. But yeah, nothing beats an actual like bowl of potatoes that have been boiled and then cooked and then skinned and everything, and like just mashed and mashed and mashed. My mom used to use like a like a a cake beater, like a, like a, a mixing thing. Oh, the mixing, mixing bowl, basically. Bowl. And like, she would give me the thing to lick, like, for, uh, like Thanksgiving, the same way you would like cake. Cause I, I seriously, as a kid, I was ridiculously into potatoes. Like, I remember I had a friend's mom say to my mom, like, they, she called me he back then, obviously. Right. She's like, she's like, well, he just loves potatoes. He's like a potatoholic. And it was true. Cause we would go, I, I think we went on a vacation with them and I think I had potatoes at every single meal that <laughs> we had. And I think it must be Irish in me too. Right. Well, it's just, it's a good staple. I mean, I, I, I would never say mm-hmm. so so do you you said you brought a recipe let's save it okay let's save the recipe but, all right so that so breakfast potatoes we're talking tater tots yeah hash browns sometimes you'll get like the home fries which i'm not as big of a fan of i feel like home fries are a little like those are those are triangles yeah. right they're, they're they're potatoes that have been triangled and then tossed in olive oil and salt and pepper i think right yeah and, and then yeah, sort of pan fry and like seasoned a little bit and i, I guess for me i feel like the home fry it's thick enough that I feel like the potato in the middle gets very bland. And so oh. you get the seasoning on the outside, and that's great, but that's all you really get. Whereas, like, a hash brown, the whole thing is kind of crispy and, and, and tasty. And same thing with, like, a tater tot. Oh, right, because like, you've shredded it. Yeah. Yeah, that <clears throat> makes more sense. Though I can see Alton Brown taking a, a syringe and mm-hmm. injecting something inside a potato. Yeah, he invented, like, a coffee sriracha ketchup sauce for, for uh, <laughs> uh, umami burgers. So I can believe him doing all of those things. That's hilarious. Yeah. He, I had that, which, speaking of a great tater tot, Umami yep. Burger makes like a handmade tater tot and they put like blue cheese in the inside of it when they fry it up. So like you oh. get a plate of tots and there's only like eight, maybe like six, but they're like thick and they're house made. Umami Burger is a local uh, burger joint yeah. here in Los Angeles and um, they've taken over Papu's Hot Dog Show and I disapprove. Okay. Uh, just because I used to go to Papu's Hot Dog Show uh, and it was just a little diner. Okay. And all those people now work at Honey Baked Ham. So it doesn't matter. Okay. They've, everyone's That's moved on. Before my LA time. Uh, be, right. So I've, or before your, Burba- before your Burbank time, okay. I think for sure. Yeah. And it is, 
Uh, but the umami burger, umami being some sort of f- Japanese flavor, it's like sweet, sour, salt. Yeah, it's just savory. It's a it's a fancy Japanese way of saying savory. Right. And everyone's like, oh, it's a whole, it's a, it's the fifth flavor. It's like, yeah, that's what <laughs> it's meat. It's beef. It's savory. But it just sounds so much more foody to be like umami. Yeah, very foody. It's yeah. uh, there's I I guess on Van Nuys Boulevard near my house, there's a new burger joint. That they don't want you to cut the burger and they tell you not to. Oh, wow. Yeah. They're like, hey, don't put any salt and pepper on them in the menu. They're <laughs> like, don't put any salt and pepper on your food because we've seasoned it. Like they're the Rockefellers. Oh. And, and then you don't cut it and your server will be happy to explain to you why. That's like those coffee shops. They won't let you put coffee over ice. And like, oh, well, right. We, we believe in the integrity of our coffee, <laughs> and we just think that like we really don't. Want I think Erin Foley is a bit about that, doesn't she? I don't know. I if think she does. Ever, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's. You're like, oh, well, then I guess I'll make my own. I was once in Canada, and, and <laughs> this was before Canada's A&W had root beer floats. I have no idea What were why. they doing? I have no idea what the hell they were doing, uh, but I was full of rage. I had a tiny temper tantrum at an A&W uh, in... I think it was in Winnipeg in the 90s. <laughs> okay. So still, <laughs> still the not, not the 1890s. Yeah. So, I, just, I just don't know what an A&W restaurant serves. They don't serve beer floats. I feel like that's like the thing to get at an A&W. Beer, and then yeah. they had food. Yeah. And then they did have ice cream. But they hadn't and, put two and two together. Right, and for some reason, I didn't think about making it like, <laughs> like giving them the recipe. Yeah. <laughs> You should but, sell it to them. I could. Hey. It turns out they've caught up with themselves. Yeah, they got but, uh, but if you talk to someone Canadian, they will tell you they will they'll back me up on this. That back in the nineties, they didn't. A and W did not have a root beer float for some oh. reason, which didn't make any sense. It's tragic. Okay, so um, we have hash browns in the morning, tater tots in the morning, and then those triangle ones, home fries. Yeah, and that's pretty much it for breakfast potatoes. Yeah, right? I mean you can put those in a variety of dishes. Oh, oh no, also potato pancakes. Don't forget potato oh, pancakes. Oh, latka. Yeah, latkes. Uh, and potato pancakes. Yeah. Which is, again, a shredded potato. Yeah. That has been formed into a patty and then uh, sort of pan fried. Yeah, it's it's almost like a patty made out of like a, a like a mashed potato. And, you know, I'm not, not that I'm a spokesperson for Trader Joe's, but theirs are very good. Like, their frozen <laughs> ones are real easy to do. You guys, you uh, gotta yeah. get out there. Yeah. Oh, but I, and I've also, I've heard about that, the, um, the tater tots where you stick a piece of cheese inside of them mm-hmm. or something. So that umami thing. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm not made of stone. I mean, I think I would eat all of these. Oh, yeah, things. they're delicious. <laughs> it yeah. sounds, it just doesn't feel like. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what, if I eat a potato, I want it to kind of be the best. The best thing, the best potato. Like yeah. I want to use those calories or that that potato. It's it's not it's not my go to. Like I'm not sitting around going, oh, I'm going to get potatoes. Yeah, of course I'll get it potatoes. Is, but, yeah. Um. Well, I like the last time I the really went all out for potatoes. Uh, it was St. Patrick's Day. Okay. I, like, I want a really potatoy thing. Yep. But the place I went to was not an Irish establishment. But uh, speaking of Burbank, I went to the Burbank location of Porto's. Which was recently named by Yelp as like the number one restaurant in America or something like that. Weird. Yeah. The one on Magnolia? Yeah. Porto's is excellent. It's really good. Uh, the seating is dumb. It's horrible. I never, uh, I never eat, I think the food is eaten excellent. there twice. Yeah, Feel free to get it to go. go. Yeah. I almost yeah. always do. And the thing is, any one of the places where you walk in and you're like, oh God, the line's going to be here forever. Then the line goes like in two minutes. You're like, oh, the line's going. Okay. Right, right. They do have it down. Yeah. Which is good. I remember my friend was flying me to the airport on Thanksgiving Day one time and it was like, Five in the morning, we were driving to the Burbank Airport, and people were lined up down the block outside Porto's to get their like Thanksgiving pies and stuff like that. And I was like, wow. "That is a commitment to a pastry." That is a commitment. And Porto's yeah. is amazing, yeah. And people do love it, but it's it's whatever. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but what do they do with potatoes? Well, they do like a, a croquette, basically. They do a potato ball. They, they, have, they sell them as chicken croquettes, as seafood croquettes, whatever, but they, as the beef ones, they called potato balls. Okay. And they are, it's basically like a seasoned peppered beef surrounded by mashed potato, and then that whole thing is like fried and baked. Oh, like so, a scotched egg. It's like a scotched egg without the egg. Yeah. Without the egg, but yeah. done with meat. And mm-hmm. potato. It's real good. That sounds that sounds like I mean the fanciest peasant food ever. Yeah, it'd be like take this for lunch, and uh, take two of them for lunch, and then yeah. you can work on the on the construction site all day long. Yeah, I did one time make the mistake of looking at the, the calorie counts on those, and I was like, oh, oh, my my coworker at my <laughs> office used to. We always like, would trade off buying each other breakfast in the yeah. mornings, and we would go to Porto's one time and like once in a while and get us like a giant like like a croissant sandwich with eggs and stuff like that. And a potato ball. And the one day, I'm like, hey, one week, I'm like, hey, maybe we should stop with the potato balls with those because that's that's pretty much our entire day's calories in this one meal. And a croissant too. I mean, mm-hmm. a croissant is just another stick of butter. Oh yeah, that is just. And there's especially. Yeah. yeah, they make a very flaky, very buttery uh, oh. croissant. I do, I do love food a yeah. fair amount. It is. Uh, yeah, it is me excellent. Too. <laughs> yeah. So what? So what? Okay. Now let's talk lunch. Lunch okay. and dinner, they can kind of bleed into each other. Yeah, I think it's really more about like what complements your your entree more, like what you think of as a lunch entree or a dinner entree. So like lunch entree, you're kind of looking at like like uh, like a sandwich. Oh right. Like like that kind of thing, or like so. I think your potatoes that you're mostly going to get like on a lunch menu at a restaurant are going to be like French fries or chips. It's or... going to be a fry. It's going to yeah. be a potato chip. Yeah. I forgot about potato chips. Yeah. On purpose. I made my, I talked myself into that I didn't like them. Yeah. That, that can't possibly be true. I just, I don't eat them because I know that if I start eating them, I'm never going to stop eating yeah. them. Yeah. I, I love them. I only get them now <laughs> if they come with a sandwich. Like I, I, I try to keep having bags of them out of my house because I know that I'll go through them so quickly. Right. And they yeah. sell them in giant bags. Yeah. Right. And if you're going to get a tiny bag, you just, quite honestly, it's a lot of litter. Yeah. So, yeah. And your bang for your buck for, for a small bag of potato chips versus a large bag is just, it's such a markup. Oh, right, right. Because yeah. it's mostly air. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So potato chips, there there are restaurants that make homemade potato chips. Oh, yeah. Yeah. and That can be real good sometimes. Yeah. That yeah. can be pretty amazing. I think the Harvest Moon does. This is, is going to be a restaurants in the valley for yeah, 500, yeah. <laughs> you guys. And the Harvest Moon Cafe and Kitchen is also on Magnolia over by Witset. Mm-hmm. And it's just east of there. Well, it's out. quite nice. It's next to one of the dumbest post offices. Uh, it's oh, a yeah, slow, I've been in there. slow post yeah. office. It's the one with the turrets. It yeah. looks like a castle. Yeah, it's right next to that. I came back from an airport trip one time. I was I was I, went, I was parked at the Van Nuys lot from LAX and then dropped off a mail, and it was like the worst wait I had because I, I had left Ohio and I had the spare keys to my mom's car that I've been driving still in my pocket. Oops. So as soon as I got home, from the, like before I even got home from the airport, I like mailed those keys back to her. Right. And it's so stood so in line long. for 25 minutes. Yeah. And I, I don't know what it is about, <laughs> about that air because other post offices are fine. Yeah. And now that they have the machines, it can speed it up a little bit. That's, I almost always use that now. Yeah. It's, it's only if it's an international or, or something fiddly. So. Yeah. There you go. But yeah. okay, so f- you're right. It's fries and potato chips mostly. Yeah, those are your lunch potatoes. Uh, unless you know, yeah, the nice thing if you go to like like a Wendy's, you can trick yourself and think you're being healthier by getting a baked potato <laughs> with your side instead oh, of a French right. fry. 
Um, but I feel like baked potato really kind of fits more into that dinner potato. It really does. Now, yeah. what about a sweet potato fry? So here's the thing. I am not a fan of sweet potato. <laughs> I, it's, it is a curse of mine because everybody else loves them. Right. And you are almost alone. I may be. And I, mm-hmm. and I accept that that is my lot in that life. That is your lot I, in I'm, life. <laughs> I'm like the Hulk of potato, <laughs> potatoes. Uh, but I am a, I am a potato purist and sweet potato is just not, it's one of those things that I think it's a holdover from like being forced to eat them as a kid and then not wanting to eat them. And so as an adult, it's like, well, I'm never going to eat them again. Like well, that there you go. Thing. Stick to your guns. Yeah. The weird thing is about the sweet potato fry is that it can't possibly be any healthier than a regular french no. fry. So, it's still the, dumped in grease. Right. Yeah. It's dumped in grease and, and all crispy and uh, perfectly fine. And and again, a vehicle for ketchup. Yeah. So I I don't mind them. Yeah, uh, I'll I, eat them, but I don't yeah, have them. But it's but you would rather have now. What about uh, the different styles of French fries? Oh man, that could be like there's so much going on with that. Like so, you've got there's a lot of work going on. There's a lot. It's it's insane the amount of ways that they have learned to fry a potato. <laughs> like it's it's like oh we're gonna put it in, like it's not just a variety of shapes, but the shapes can mean different things. Like the curly fry might have like a softer interior than the like the, like somehow they maybe really? batter it differently sometimes or okay. maybe it's the amount of of potato you have versus what's on the outside. That like it just feels like it's softer, and a lot of times the difference is what they season it with. Like a curly fry or a waffle fry will be seasoned differently than like a regular fry. Oh, I forgot about waffle fries. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a whole level here. Yeah. That is a whole level. So there's your straight straight fry, which <laughs> used to be like McDonald's had when they're hot. They're oh. one of the greatest fries in the world. Yeah. And they used to do, I think it was lard or or. Or certain kinds of it was a certain kind of fat, yeah. That they that they have then stepped away from, yeah. Because I think uh, it wasn't vegetarian, and they were getting like complaints, like, "Hey, I can't eat most of your food, but I can eat your fries." But now I can't eat your fries either. Or something. Now I can't even eat your fries. Yeah. Uh, though there is a hot dog place in Chicago that serves fries fried in duck fat. Oh, that sounds which great. is amazing, quite honestly, and. um I think it's done other places. I don't think Chicago owns that. Yeah. Uh, there's ducks. Ducks are available. <laughs> and you, you could squeeze ducks and yeah, get, yeah. And, and, get fat. and get their fat and start While frying While we're in it the, uh, the Valley Restaurant Tour, the Laurel Tavern <laughs> in Studio City has like a fry cooked in like a, like a steak fat or like some sort of meat, beefy oh, fat. Oh, really? It's real good. It might like even be a pork. Beef fat. It might be a pork fat. I just oh, remember. It's been a while since I've had them. Like a day. I ate there like the first month that I was in town, and then it was like, well, I had that food, and then I never went back. <laughs> so I should go again. What's it called? The Laurel? Laurel Tavern. Tavern. Okay. Yeah. Where's that? That is on Ventura. It is a little bit east of Laurel Canyon. Okay. So it's, it's kind of around like where there's a lot of places there now, but it's like it's kind of near the crust pizza, and there's like a – I can't remember the name of those. Like oh, there's a bunch place. of places yeah. over there. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. It's a good little area. Yeah. I can walk to those places from my – I think it's – it's like a walk from my apartment, but like just far enough that I don't walk there on my own. And then also like parking is not great. So then my friends never want to go to those places when they're oh, in right. the area. Because so. you're like, it's also a quarter of a mile. And in yeah. Los Angeles, people lose their minds. Yeah. For me, it's like, hey, we're going to eat a bunch of crappy food. Let's let's at least walk a half mile round trip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is, I believe, five blocks. Yeah. It's not so bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah. So, um, okay. So – yeah, there's curly Q, there's there's waffle fries, there's straight fries, there's yeah. sweet potato fries. Then then they do a thing where there's a garlic salt. Yeah. They'll Oh. <laughs> I didn't use so I, I went through a phase where I was not a big fan of garlic because I used to work in a restaurant that served so much garlic that I was hate like I worked at a at a Uno Chicago pizza. Okay. Pizza. Yeah. And like we literally I worked in the kitchen for a while and we would just literally pour that garlic butter right in the pan and then so like all night you're just like so you would leave and you would just reek of garlic. And so I was like I just 
was done with garlic for a while. Yeah. But I come back around a garlic fry and then at a non-Valley eatery, but in downtown LA, (laughs) one of the two restaurants that fight of whether or not they invented the French dip sandwich, uh, there's Philippe's and there's Cole's. Okay. And Philippe's is like more of an order at the counter, get yelled at by someone who doesn't speak much English kind of thing. Right. Uh, and then Cole's is much more of like a speakeasy style thing. It's been around. There's like a Mickey, a table that Mickey Cohen used to sit at. There's a, there's a toilet that Bukowski peed in. Like there's that kind of stuff happening. Uh, okay. And it's table service? Yeah. And they do a I happy hour. Tables. Yeah. It's much better. <laughs> it, I, I actually like Cole's way more than Philippe's. And they have like okay. a spicy atomic horseradish mustard that's really good. Oh wow. And they do all day happy hour on Tuesday. And that means on top of everything else, I think for like, if you buy a drink then for five dollars you can get like half a french dip sandwich and a thing of tater tots or fries oh wow and their garlic seasoning on their tots is like my favorite it's so hard it's so rare that i ever get it but it's really good what are they doing is it both salty and garlic yeah or is it is there something else going on it's like it's there's a saltiness to it and then the garlic is almost like a like an oil, so it really soaks into it, and so it gets oh, a little bit weird. of a heat too. Okay, yeah, and they're okay. just they're, they're obviously just like frozen tater tots. They're not like they're not doing anything special with the tots themselves, <laughs> but just that oil it's is the so good. Yeah. yeah, it's real good. All right, well, and then yeah, I I love. I mean, I had a great deal of bell peppers when I was in college because mm-hmm. I lived at a co op and all the food was free, and the woman cooked with a lot of bell peppers. Yeah, and so when I graduated from college. Because I lived at this co-op for five years because it was almost free. And uh, and I was trying to go to college. Yeah. So, and it was easy not to – I hate moving. Who, sure. who doesn't? Who, I, like, who doesn't want to? I've been in the same place in L.A. for six years. So. Yeah, it's the way Which to go. Which is unheard of, apparently. So. I uh, – no. I will never move. Yeah. I live here. Uh, and it's a one – it's a one floor. I can grow old here and yeah. fall over in a heap. <laughs> and so the, uh, the, the weird thing is is that – so I, I came back to bell peppers a little bit, but I'm still a little shy of the bell pepper. Can can you have too much garlic? Yeah, can you, I can think you OD so. a little bit a little and go a mm, little bit of flashback to the garlic times. A little bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. If it's like, if it's like a lot of crust and like or I have a lot of pasta that's really garlicky, I can go ah too much garlic. Too much, <laughs> yeah. Which I can't, I can't have too much garlic. But then <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't, uh, I didn't work in a garlic factory yeah, for uh, uh, a year and a half or yeah, whatever. It was horrible. So um, what? So now. The worst is just getting that any sort of food smell that you get in your hair. That is the worst thing. It's like, yeah. And I was doing comedy at the time, and they'd be like, I couldn't work a shift if I had a show that night because, or I had to go oh home before a show and just like scour myself because I didn't want to go to a show reeking of garlic. Oh my gosh! I worked at a hot dog stand for three summers, and it was on Cape Cod, so <laughs> it was all clams. <laughs> it was clams and hot dogs and oh burgers. God. That sounds like the and worst combination of smell. I. Smelled foul all the time and weirdly enough could still get laid. Uh, cause I would just, I would just go to the bar after and people, I don't, if we look back on it, we could find out why people, why it was not super social. I mean, people would be like, holy crap, you smell like grease. Yeah. And I was like, uh, yes, yes, I do. But not as bad as my friend Elizabeth Decker who worked in the fish sorting place in oh, Provincetown. And she, horrible. it was, she, she didn't work there the summer I went. Uh, she worked there the summer before. And all I heard was from our mutual friends, uh, that they had, she had, she borrowed people's clothes and would ruin them <laughs> because you couldn't ever get the smell of the fish factory. Oh, out of. yeah. That's a job where you should just have a set of clothes that's just your work clothes. Right. And just sort of ho- just drop and, and stop, drop and roll, put on other clothes and then just keep putting those clothes on. Yeah. That's very much so. Oh. Wow. We <laughs> weeded off of potatoes, but that's, right. that's fine. It's a, uh, 
You have fish and chips. That's yeah. a, that's a thing. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's those are those one. steak fries. And you can also get the, uh, the, the fish that has been battered with potatoes as part of the fry, the fry batter. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Potato crust of fish. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And there's also potato donuts here. Oh, have I haven't had those. those. No. They're called spud nuts. Ooh. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I had them once. It was too dense. It was I, not what I was looking for in a donut. I can see that being something I would go, oh, that's gotta, I gotta try that on the menu and then never having it again. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. I have no idea why it continues to be open. Yeah. There's one and it's out in Sino Ways. Okay. So, but it's called Spud Nuts. Spud Nuts. Spud Nuts. So if you see one, that's the way to go. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So what about, uh, and now the baked potato? The baked potato, and then for me, the dinner potato of choice for me is, isn't always what mashed potatoes. And I, I actually like that about LA because, because we're so far removed from the Midwest, maybe, I don't feel like LA has a very strong mashed potato culture here. So <laughs> it's not, it's not. Please so. say that again. It's, that's uh, all good. Yeah. The, the mashed potato culture in LA is, in LA is, is yeah. not as, not as great. It's also like, so not only potatoes, but like, um, you can get a good gyro in LA, mm-hmm. but I feel like LA is much more. Of, you cannot get a good gyro in LA. No, you're right. You're, I was it's trying to just be okay. Yeah, like it's, and most places are a form of shawarma more than it is like a gyro. Right, there's but, trouble. Yeah, and I'm from a city where we had a really large Greek population, so I'm used to being able to like, get a good gyro almost anywhere. Right, where are you from in Colum- Ohio? Columbus, Ohio. Okay, yeah, yeah. We have a lot of Greeks. Uh, a lot of Greeks in Milwaukee too. They own all of the breakfast uh, places, and you can get a gyro omelet. Yeah, same in Ohio. That yeah. uh, is to die for, mm-hmm. quite honestly. And you're like, yeah, let's do this every day. And then yeah. uh, roll myself off into Lake Michigan. Yeah, there's a uh, Ohio Deli. And I think actually, they, they caught on fire. I don't know if they've actually reopened or not since then, but they were actually on a Mammoth's food. And that was one of the places like when I was leaving Columbus to move out here, I was like, I'm going to get my breakfast at one last breakfast at Ohio Deli. And that was what <laughs> I had was a gyro omelet with hash browns. And My dad is, he's not a drifter. He's a lister. Okay. Because it's almost the same part of 76th and Bloom, whatever. I can't actually tell you where it is, but it's, there's, the forum is one Greek family restaurant and across from it is like the Omega. Okay. And he used, for 12 years or 20 years, he went to Omega. The last 12 to 20 years, he's gone to the forum. Okay. And you're like, that's almost exactly the same. Yeah. And they're like, and they're sort of right by each other and, and I'm, I'm consistently going, which one are we going to? And he's like, I haven't gone to Omega in 20 years. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I don't want to hear the story. Yeah. Yeah. And so. I don't know what happened. Yeah. So, it's but I. It's his fault, right? Um, yeah. No doubt. No, my family too. That was more about my family than your family. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. So you were talking about getting fries with the gyro. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's well, we were great... talking about how like cities have such, yeah, the fries with the gyro is a great combination. Or if you get like that Philadelphia or Pittsburgh style, you get the fries on the gyro. I've been to a few yeah. places that do that. That's yeah. always a good, like that's, that is a drunk food right there. That, that is, is the, a, that will soak up every bit of alcohol in you and then yeah. tzatziki on top of the fries. Well, the first time I ever had a gyro, cause I used to not like them cause I didn't like lamb that much was after a comedy show in Cleveland at the Cleveland Improv. The way it was set up there was like there was the the condo, which was like across the street from the big complex where the club was. Okay. And then the only thing in that area was this one – at that time of night was this one bar. You're right. That was called the Harbor Inn and they'd be open till like last call. And then the only food around was this one little guy right. truck that would just sell euros. And All I remember right. I had it at, at like 2.30 in the morning and it was – the I think it was like me, Drew Hastings, and Tim Northern, and I remember getting Aww. a gyro at like two in the morning, and it was like I was like, I was actually your first time ever having one. Yeah, 
Oh wow! I had chicken ones before, but they didn't have they were out of chicken. And then I, Drew's like, just get a you know, just get a normal, Drew. yeah, get a euro. So um, and <laughs> bossy then, Magoo, yeah. Drew, Drew Hastings, and it was the best because I was yeah. drunk and it was like it's just the tzatziki and the meat and just soaked it all up. And since then, I've loved them. But. Right, it's one of the greatest. It's a good, it's a good three in the morning thing, and it's yeah. a great hangover food. Too, yeah, that, and I remember because where I went to college in Madison, Wisconsin, uh, there were. They were either cousins or brothers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they had rival gyro places across oh. from each other. And you were either a Parthenon person or the other one, which has since gone out of business. So guess who won? Oh. And uh But I was the other one uh, when I went to college there a, a thousand years ago. And they make an excellent gyro there. So mm-hmm. it's uh there's there's a lot of good Greeks in um in in Madison, Wisconsin as well. So I uh to bring it all back to potatoes with yeah, euros too. Uh, do. If you go to Spitz, the uh, the Donner place, oh, yeah. which is not quite Greek, it's like I think more Lebanese, the more Donar kebab kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, but they do on Saturday and Sundays they do a brunch menu until like two o'clock, and they have a Donar kebab that has egg, has like a fried egg and it has French fries in it. Oh wow! And it is it's one of the things where like well that's my that's my food for the day, right? But it's real good, <laughs> right? Yeah. Maybe I'll get a chopped salad later. Yeah, yeah, with no dressing. Yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. But I, you know, I forget about how great the, the fries on the, on either donar kebab or a gyro is pretty great. It's, it's something about that. Oh, yeah. Tossing a fry and anything. I have friends who act like having potatoes in your breakfast burrito was like a ruining the sanctity of the burrito somehow. And I'm like, no, mm. there's nothing better to me than like a really, I mean, it depends on the potato because you sometimes a lot of places will use potatoes in the burrito as a way of filling it to make it seem more like, oh, right. They'll brag like, oh, we have a one pound burrito. It's like, yeah, but it's all bland <laughs> potatoes. Like, that right. doesn't count. And they're not doing the potato right. Right. There's a there's a diner in Burbank, uh, Moore's Delicatessen that overall their dinner foods are good, but their breakfast I just there it's like a boiled potato in a burrito and it's just there's no <laughs> flavor and it's it disappointed me so much the first time I had it. Right. Them. It's I think with the burrito you have there's it's so easy to make a burrito. It's yeah. so easy to make a quesadilla that there are more bad burritos and quesadillas in the world than there are good ones. Yeah. But if done right Oh, they're so good. It can be really good. And, and you can, I've had the, I think it's that triangle potato mm-hmm. that has been seasoned perfectly. Mm-hmm. And then they sort of half smash it, half cut it up. And then they put it in with the burrito, with the eggs and onions and whatever. Like yeah, what, yeah. What's in your breakfast burrito ideally? Typically, yeah, I think all those things. I think like, I like a, I like a fried egg. I like a little bit of bacon. I like chopped up. Like a runny egg in your burrito? Oh, the only place I've I've been to that does that is the Oaks Market near uh, UCB Theater. (laughs) They do that. They actually do Franklin? Franklin UCB? Yeah, yeah. Franklin UCB, the the Oaks Market around the corner, they will do a burrito that has a a runny, like, it's just the perfect amount of runny because, like, it gets soaked up by the tortilla a little bit. Right, right. It doesn't drain all over your hand. It just soaks through the rest of the burrito. Yeah, yeah. Correctly. So if you can get that, it's great. That's rare. So usually you end up scrambled Mm -hmm. or like a a more overhard fried egg. Sure. But uh, that's always really good. You know, I just said bacon, but I'm actually coming around on chorizo because uh, a couple of places I've gone to with bacon tend to undercook the bacon. I like my bacon really crispy, and a lot of times it'll be like really more chewy. And yeah, if you go with a more of a sausage, it's probably a better idea. Yeah, the the chorizo was really starting to win me over. Maybe I've been in LA long enough at this point. Right. Um, I like avocado. If I can get oh. that going on in so it. That- in it, yeah, yeah. I can get like chopped up avocado somewhere in that burrito. That's a good call. Okay, um, I'm a fan of that. So and like onion, I think a little bit of onion, right? Maybe like or like a pico de gallo in general. And oh yeah, like a, like a hot sauce. So I'm, potatoes, eggs, uh, avocado, chorizo, and pico de gallo. Pico, yeah, yeah. All right, a little bit of cilantro on the pico, yeah, yeah, and a little bit of onion. Yeah, it sounds it sounds it does sound lovely. I'm uh, 
I'm not. I've I've had a good one and I've had a lot of bad ones. Yeah. So it's it's a hard road to hoe. Um, what about the making of 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 potatoes? Let's. I think we've covered restaurants. Is there any other restaurant potatoes you want to talk about? Uh, no, I think that's my that's my <laughs> gamut of them. Yeah. I think we've talked a half an hour about. Uh, yeah, like about I, I can't think potatoes. of a specific restaurant. I do. I do like when a when a place does something different with their mashed potatoes. Um, like I like a place that'll make it a little bit creamy somehow, or some garlic, or like like a blue cheese or something. But that's you know, can be hit or miss. But also, right. as a person who's trying to cut down on her carbs a little bit, one thing I like is places that will maybe mix in some cauliflower with the potato. And that can be hit or miss, but it can be done really well. Oh, right, because you can, instead of potatoes sometimes, you mm-hmm. can treat a cauliflower like a potato. Yeah. And I said cauliflower in a weird, weird <laughs> way that made me go, huh, hmm, that's what that sounds like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you, if you puree it, cauliflower... It does have that same consistency, or it can. Yeah, and yeah, that's really a good. that's a vet that's entirely a vegetable, and can also be used as a vehicle for butter and sour cream and yeah. chives and and garlic and whatever. I've used it occasionally as a as a recipe substitute for chicken too, like a like a um, like a, you can bread it and deep fry it, so it's like having wings. And oh, it can be really good. I just I just baked a cauliflower with oh. a, with a chicken wing sauce on it. I've done that in yeah. an effort to um, eat cauliflower. Yeah, because I've been to restaurants that'll that'll fry it, but I'm like, well, if I want to eat cauliflower with wing sauce, I want it to actually be healthy to not negate the purpose of doing it. Right. So I so usually do the same it. thing. I roast it or bake it. Yeah. yeah and that it's can be really good. It's a little bit better. Yeah. And, and then you're only using whatever, a fourth of a cup or a couple of tablespoons of oil instead, yeah. depending on how much cauliflower you it's have. It's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Which is a lot better. So let yeah. us talk about the making of potatoes. Okay. Um. I am I, I I tend to be lazy, so I tend to use. You buy a, a variety of potatoes from yeah. Trader Joe's. What kind of potatoes do you buy from? You, you mentioned the tater tots, mm-hmm. and what else? The tater tots are my big ones. Those are the ones that I usually get from there, and the uh, the pa- pancakes as well. Um, if I'm going to oh, right. make potatoes, okay. So my recipe that I have, my mom makes it with actual potatoes and I've, I've made it this way before it's a little bit harder at my apartment to boil like it calls for like 10 boiled tomatoes and like you have to potatoes. boil them yeah, yeah. Did I, what did I you said tomatoes tomatoes yeah <laughs> different episode Very different. you'll be yeah. back <laughs> okay <laughs> we'll throw them at the wall um the one that i make so the recipe that i have i can go ahead and pull that up i i usually use my delightful trader joe's tater tots for them i've also bought some other brands but i feel like so what i do is i i bake the uh Tater tots a little bit so they soften a bit before I make this recipe because they, you, there's a, this is, by the way, this is a great like party casserole thing. It is okay. not something for like a casual weeknight dinner because it's, it's, it just gets, it, it just gets more and more unhealthy as you go through it. So okay. it's very, this is <laughs> the kind of thing that you imagine like, so there's a sporting event happening in the background while someone's eating this or right. people are sp- putting their plates, whatever. I've made it. Plus, it, this has also been jerry rigged. Yeah. With frozen tater tots. Yeah. Okay, let's hear it. Well, the original, the original recipe my, my mom started with used frozen hash browns. And then she's like, well, I made it better with, with potatoes. Real potatoes that she then shredded. Yeah. And so I will give you that recipe version of it, but I, I personally just substitute in the tater tots and I doctored up a lot whenever I'm, like, and it's one that I've been like requested to bring to parties now. Like, sure. People, like, like every time I'm invited, like any sort of potluck style Thanksgiving, it's like, you're bringing your potatoes though, right? <laughs> I have, I have two recipes that I'm, I'm always asked to bring and this is one of them. The other What's one the is, other one? The other one's a crab meatball. Okay. It's a, it's a cream cheese crab dip kind of thing. Crab with a K? 
or uh, real crab? I usually eat the imitation crab because yeah. and I usually think the flavor is better for the because you're a comic. Yeah, exactly. All right, fair enough. So, um, and when I've tried, I've tried a regular crab, and I actually feel like it tastes better with the imitation crab. So I think the <laughs> that real, can't possibly real, be true. Well, I think okay. real crab overpowers the flavor a bit. Oh, fair so, enough. Yeah. Okay. So uh, this is what you need for these cheesy potatoes, and I'm sure you'll probably put it on your site for the show sure. number two. <laughs> Ridiculous. We, it could be one of the wallpapers. Yeah. There you go. Sure. Uh, it is. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's ten potatoes. Uh, a can of cream of chicken soup. Uh, salt, a chopped onion, two cups of cheese, one and a half cups of sour cream, and one a quarter cup of butter. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and also, salt is just like to taste. There's not like a certain amount of salt. It's like sure. however you season to taste. Some salt. Um, so, ten potatoes, it, probably at least a good teaspoon of salt. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So then you use a 13 by 9 baking dish. Uh, so first what you do is you, you obviously boil the potatoes and get them like nice and soft. And I leave the skins on when I do them with the potatoes okay. in the bag. And then you mash those all up until the bottom of the pan. So don't, you don't want to mash it up like a cream mashed potato, like you want it to be like a, like a baked potato consistency. Okay, so it has some, uh, so, so it, it there's structure, a little, uh, yeah, structure a little chunkiness left. to it. Okay. You have chunked potatoes basically. Um, and then you mix all the other ingredients into a small mixing bowl. And then once your potatoes are spread and you've got like a layer of potatoes, you right. get that really well mixed, like ingredient topping, and then you pour that over the potatoes, maybe mix okay. it in a little bit, and then you bake all of that for about uh, 350 degrees for about 30 to 40 minutes. Oh, And it makes this really gooey, cheesy potato that is just like, wow. it can be really good. I like it with the tater tots because then you can kind of get the the, uh, the mix down in between the tots and stuff like that. So when you get yeah. like a scoop on your plate, you kind of got that going through it. Right, because there's more crevices in a tater tot situation. Yeah. Sure. Exactly. And then yeah, when that I, is not a healthy food at all. No, that but I just a... request it every time. Like, <laughs> I actually have had people go like, you're coming, you're bringing them. And like, I had a friend where she, she did like a, a Lady Comics uh, potluck back in okay. December. And nice. then she had another potluck thing. She goes, you know, you're bringing your potatoes, right? And I'm like, I can't because my, my Pyrex is still at your apartment. So oh, there I you can't, go. I left and there was still food people to eat. So yeah. I couldn't take it with me. So, yeah. So that's why people need gladware. Exactly. So, I I am always uh whenever I go places, not whenever, but uh, I a friend of mine came up with what I will say is the best mac and cheese that I've ever had in my life. Okay. And it is fiddly as all hell because what it is is it's it's macaroni that you boil and then mm-hmm. it's I don't know, like two cups of whole milk and then it is like Ounces and ounces of Gruyere and ounces oh, wow. and ounces of sharp cheddar. And then, and then there's a little bit of cayenne Ooh, to taste. I and like then that. you mix it all together and then you lay it out and then you put, you take breadcrumbs or, or you make your own croutons, like big okay. croutons that you sort of pan fry and then put on top. Just mix it with a little butter. Cause there's also that a stick cool. and a half of butter in it. Yeah, of course there is. And then you put that and then you bake that all at 350 for an hour or whatever. And it is, one of the greatest mac. That I sounds it amazing. Once a year, yeah. Because I just want to sit there and eat an entire tray of mac and cheese. Yeah. And I don't even. Oh, I'm, our nephew, he used to come and stay with us when he was little, and when he was about ten or eleven, he uh, he was like, "I like uh, regular mac and cheese more." And I was like, well, "That's fine. We can. Oh my god, have a box of mac and cheese." Yeah. Uh, and and I said, "Think of it as pasta and cheese. Think of it as pasta or shells and cheese. Don't think of it as mac and cheese because yeah, if you're eleven, you have an idea of what that is. Yes, yeah, for kids, mac and cheese is a blue box that you pour right. into a thing, and that's what mac and, and it's cheese orange, is. Yeah. and it's fine. Yeah, it's and orange, it's a it's different preservatives. Food. It's powder, yes. yeah, yeah, and uh, and so by the time you know, 
by the time he was like 16 or 18, he was like, you're going to make the mac and cheese? Yeah, yeah. Because he's a man. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah, definitely as an adult, I learned to really start to love the, the homemade mac and cheese. Right, thing. homemade. I mean, that, that's the thing about, uh, about potatoes with me is that I, I want, I want it to be fiddlier, you mm-hmm. know? When, when we make, when I make mac, when I make mashed potatoes in, for Thanksgiving or mm-hmm. Christmas, it's always, I boil the potatoes. I mash the potatoes. Yeah. I put in the, I, I chop the garlic. Andy wants to buy pre-chopped jarred garlic. And I was like, well, it's fine. Yeah. But why don't we just get some garlic and chop it? He's like, cause it's a pain in the ass to chop garlic. I was like, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I'll chop the garlic. You can have a jar of garlic for emergency garlic needs of your own. <laughs> and <laughs> so, but it's, it's, it's that kind of thing where I like the idea of buying now there, there's, there's the baked potato. Yeah. Which I have never really given a shit about. Yeah, I'm not a giant. Baked potatoes for me are always a vessel for whatever weird toppings you're gonna put on them. It's like, oh, right. if I want melted cheese and broccoli, then I'm gonna have baked potato. Cause like, I do like mashed potatoes. Yeah. A baked potato is just, it's a project. Yeah. Right? Because you gotta it takes scoop, so long. you gotta scoop yeah. all the potato out of it. And then you're like, well, I kinda wanna eat the skin, cause the skin is usually crunchy or good or, Oh yeah, well potato skins correctly. are one of those great like like bar foods. Oh right, yeah, yeah. that's like a funyun, yeah. <laughs> but a homemade kind of situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, yeah, I forget about potato skins out. Yeah, People that's a real fun bacon yeah. bits and 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 crazy food on a top little, of that. A little sour cream, a little cheese. Yeah, right. Some scallions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we're at forty minutes. All right, we've really done some good work here with potatoes. Yeah, we've really uh, the amount of potato talk. I like you said in the email, like you think you can talk for about twenty five minutes on potatoes. <laughs> and I'm like, I think twenty five minutes, but like all day, I'm like, can I really do twenty five minutes on potatoes? I'm gonna try, but here we are, forty we, in, and very quickly, forty in. Yeah, That's and right. I will say, uh, the mashed potatoes. If uh, on top of garlic, if you want to try something different, mashed potatoes. My mom always puts a little horseradish in them, and that really changes the way. It's real good. Oh wow, that's. Yeah. See, I think you can do anything with a mashed potato. Yeah. It's with a mashed potato. I just, and I, and I, and I want there to be whole milk. Yeah. And I want it to be butter. And I don't, I know that you can put, like, there is a, a friend of mine, my friend Anna Becker, good people, friend of the show. She was on many years ago, uh, would make this sort of coleslaw that was made with rice wine vinegar. And, uh, you know, ramen noodles, just the ramen noodles that she would smash up. My mom does that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, She'll smash up the noodles and then she'll do the rice wine vinegar and then add a package of sweet and low. Oh. And it sounds disgusting. Yeah. That last part threw me. Uh, it tastes amazing, but I hate the idea of it. Yeah. Cause it's, I might as well just go eat a GMO pancake. (laughs) It just, it feels like it doesn't feel like real food. Yeah. And, and yet. There is shitty food that I love to eat that I will sit around and I, cause I, I don't mind a powdered mashed potato. Yeah, me either. I don't mind, um, a weird, I don't even mind like that weird, like you'll get a Lunchable. Yeah. And I didn't even grow up with Lunchables, but I'm like, oh, that's like a salami that isn't really a salami. Yeah. It's like a, shake, like, a, like a, a round piece of turkey that's, that's, <laughs> right. That's been somehow cookie. Yeah. yeah. It's been cookie cuttered in some crazy ass way. Yeah. I, that for some reason is kind of, I mean, it doesn't make me a foodie by any no. chance to talk about the great world of, uh, of Trader Joe's and, no, no. and, uh. There's something, there's something very comforting about the processed, like salted lunch meat. Like just the really easy to get stuff. Like, right. I, I, I don't, I eat pretty, I, I don't eat healthy. I'm, I'm bad about it, but I'm, I eat healthier than I used to. Right. But once in a while, I just want those, like, there's that, 
awful for you, I'm sure, like Oscar Meyer turkey that has like, it's basically like the words Oscar Meyer. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like one that has like, it's like got cheddar and jalapeno in yes. the turkey. You're like, That's... there's nothing about this could be good for me. <laughs> and yet it's delicious. And yeah. right. I will eat, uh, you know, uh, crunchy Cheetos. Yeah. The, the crunchy can't have them ha- in the house. You mean either. Right. <laughs> Ever. It's, it's a terrible idea to have them. And yeah. so what I do is I, I like to make an, an, uh, I, I will make probably a, an entire chicken each mm-hmm. week and Ooh. I will eat off of a chicken and uh, a couple of years ago Andy said will we have ever have anything that isn't chicken yeah and I was like yes yes we will by God and uh, <laughs> because the first couple of years he was like as long as you're making dinner I'll eat whatever you want yeah and then uh, after several years of that he was like what about other meats yeah <laughs> do you enjoy other meats I said, sure. And the only other meat I knew how to make was pot roast. And um so I made that. And I'd swap them out. And he was like, have you ever thought of pork? <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes. And so I buy uh, pork chops. People yeah. forget about pork chops. Oh, yeah, they do. It's a good, it's a solid meal. Pork chop is a good food. There's nothing wrong with that. And then recently I've taken to buying lamb chops, Ooh. which are a little expensive. But if you, while, if you don't, but yeah, if you don't get them that often, it's fine. Yeah. And uh special treat. It's really opening up. <laughs> Because when I go on the road, what Andy Ashcraft will eat, he'll buy himself like a package of hot links, <laughs> like uh, andouille sausages. Yeah. And then he'll just pan fry it up with like that, the Trader Joe's gnocchi or Trader Joe's uh, swirly pasta oh, that has yeah, stuff yeah. in them. I'm talking about. Uh, whatever. Yeah, I and, hear what they're called. I'm talking about. Well, gnocchi is actually a potato. It did is. Did you know that? I did. Oh, yeah. I did not know it's that. Not, it's not in my repertoire of potatoes, but I do like uh, back to restaurant potatoes. I. One of the few things at Olive Garden that I actually still kind of enjoy is yeah. the, like potato gnocchi soup. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, they'll put it in a soup. Yeah. I, I had a gnocchi, uh, I had a potato soup today for lunch because I knew I was coming on the show. And you know what? It tasted good. That's what I like. I like a mashed potato and I like a potato soup. Yeah. Potato leek soup. Oh. There's good work being done there. Really good stuff. Yeah. So. It's a solid plan. That's a solid plan. <laughs> and I do wonder uh, about the making of gnocchi because I think it's fiddly. And one of the things I'm the only person who wants the recipe to be super fiddly. No, I think, I think it's a thing. It's a, yeah? a legit thing. Okay, because yeah, yeah. And gnocchi is very much like that kind of thing. And like a pierogi is that kind of thing. Where it's oh. like, oh, I have to spend time working on this. And- pierogi, I think, is a is is the is isn't that the Polish hand uh, held uh, meat and potato. Uh, sort of sandwich. Not yeah, sandwich, well, no, pierogies like a- are like they're like almost like a almost like a pasta kind of thing. It's like a noodle type. It's like it's like it's like you have meat. Or potatoes or whatever, like folded into it, and then like, right, yeah. Everyone has one of those. It's like an empanada. Yeah, yeah. Is the Mexican version of that? Yeah. Oh, speaking of empanadas and breakfast burritos, there's a place. There's World Empanadas in Burbank, and they do a breakfast burrito which is massive and is like like it's it's your whole day. Like it's you got to take a nap after it. Wow. But they do a burrito and they use the empanada type of wrap around it and they kind of deep fry a little bit. Yeah. Oh, it's it's ridiculous. What's the like name a, of that place? World Empanadas. It's <laughs> it's on uh, Magnolia. It's across from that like Norm's Burgers. That's not Norm's the chain, but it's okay. called Norm's. And they also. So they have, in general, very good empanadas, too. So. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I did a show the other night at um, David Huntsberger's show. The And I can't remember the name of the place, but we I went to dinner before it with Andrew Solson. He oh. ordered the empanadas. They were tiny, though. Mm-hmm. And I had only seen large empanadas, which were sort of more handheld. It was almost a hand-sized. Yeah, yeah. Like a pierogi size. That's how I see them. Usually, like, like about, yeah, like... Oh, little. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then there's always the world of like, like everybody has a meatball. Everybody, I mean, I think 
Because potatoes were original, originally from Peru, of course. Mm-hmm. And I only know that because I saw a documentary by Michael Pollan. I did not know that. And, uh, yeah, they, uh, and so I like little red potatoes more than I like, like, a russet. Mm-hmm. And I like, um. I like potatoes. You like red potatoes? They're good, like, you know, I mentioned pot roast earlier. They're good with the roast, especially. They're like a good, let them sit in a pan and soak up that, like, meat juice. The meat juice yeah. and the, and the carrots? Yeah, the and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That oh, is, sorry. that is good. Do you like other tubers? Do you enjoy beets? Or other root vegetables? Um, I'm getting around to them. I, <laughs> I should like them more than I do. Beets I'm coming around on. I'm just afraid to eat beets because of the terror they inspire when you when, when they you come pee? out. Yeah. yeah. Um, you got to go with an orange beet. Okay. It, uh, an orange beet, <laughs> it literally does cut down on, on, on the panic. Okay. Because uh, And they have them. They're pretty pretty easy to get now. And um, I don't know if it is modified in some way That's or if they also occur in nature. Yeah. God knows. All well, I know I'm lucky. Like, I, have a, I have a friend who is a food scientist who is also a vegan, and she has reassured me on many of the GMO panic that people have, and I feel a little more reassured about what I eat now compared to what she's talking about. What me, did so. she have to say? Her thing is that a lot, of the, a lot of the things that we panic about with GMOs aren't really as big of a deal as they're made out to be, and they go, the bigger problems with, like, Monsanto, for example, isn't so much that they just use GMO stuff, but it's that they spray everything with pesticides, and they, they take over farms. And like that kind of stuff is like way bigger deal than right. the GMO aspect of it. The like, G- I remember when GMOs were just a science fiction idea that was supposed to stop starvation. Yeah. And then it turned out to be a great way to grow more corn syrup. Yeah. And in between those two things, There's I think we stuff. lost, yeah. yeah, I think we lost our way with genetically modified rice and beans and whatever. Yeah. There's an episode of, I'm, and this is a long time ago, but do you remember that show bullshit that Penn and Teller did on like Showtime? Yeah. Uh, they did a whole episode and this is like, I think 15 years ago I saw this. Sure. And it was all about how, like people who were against genetically modified food, which I don't think they were calling it that back then. And they even said, like, they there was like they mentioned like some scientists who developed them. And he's like, this man could have solved world hunger, but then people who were advocates against it like went to other countries where people were starving, and they're like, don't grow these plants because they're terrible, and like, right. but, like that would have solved so much hunger problem. And, it, yeah. it, it might have actually because the thing is, the wind is going to take those damn seeds anyway. Yeah. So whatever. I'm just waiting for this planet to go, really? I'm yeah. done now. Yeah, yeah. And Because the planet is trying to, clearly trying to kill us. Yeah, yeah. But it, I don't think it's taking it quite as seriously as it could. Yeah. Because it, it could just crack harder. itself in half yeah. and then put itself back together and then we would be done. I think just just the right, right amount of us are trying to convince it that we're still okay. That it's like, <laughs> all right, I, one more year, fine. Just one work this year. out. Come on. It's, it's why I, I want to vote for the Green Party, but I can't un, until they're viable. Yeah. Until they have more of a more of a stand. It's my, gotta be, uh, my feeling about third party things like the Green Party is that I wish they would do kind of like what um what uh why am I just what Jesse Ventura did where it's like, hey, let's run for a governorship of a state that we could like Oregon. Let's do that. Right. Or Vermont, where you know Bernie Sanders is an independent senator. Right. It's like let's start taking over some other offices and like maybe once you have like five or six senators in in Congress who are green and not red or blue, maybe then people would go, oh, let's hear what this Green Party has to say. Right, like, right. Yeah, yeah. You have to build yourself running for up. president every single time. Right. Yeah. And I think they they do have gubernatorial candidates and they do have smaller. Yeah. I'm sure they do. Right, but it's not. Uh, nobody cares enough. Yeah. So uh, and liberals in general. More, yeah. We we well, always gun for the presidency. And, and well, and it's it's conservatives are like, no, well, we're, we're going to be talking about guns, and liberals are like, I need to be talking about women's rights. Yeah. And then. You, the Green Party gets kind of lost in the middle of it all, but I always do, you know. I always I take into account what they want, you know, yeah. for the for the 
one of those things that <laughs> I'm forgetting the name on the ballot. They're, they ask your opinion about things. Like a poll? They're referendums. Oh, That's yeah. what they're called. They're yeah. the opinion part of the, <laughs> I can never remember. Yeah. Anyway. So <laughs> what you're saying is people, have a potato. Yeah. I think we can wrap it up. I think yeah. I think 50 minutes of, of yeah, potato talk. Yeah, that's a lot talk, of potato talk. Plenty of potato talk, Rangers. Yeah. I think if you've got a recipe that you've always wanted to send me, uh, and if you have a gnocchi recipe, send me that. Jackie at JackieCation.com. You want to you wanna follow Rye Silverman on Twitter, at Rye Silverman, R-Y-E Silverman. You want to follow Ry- Riley Silverman, R-I-L-E-Y Silverman, on Instagram. And RileySilverman.com is your website for and the Facebook comedy page, and, the, yeah. and the Facebook page and all that. Your album's on Amazon or iTunes, and it's called Intimate Apparel. Mm-hmm. And you also write. You write for – what do you write for? It's called Pajiba. It's a pop culture website. I just started writing for it a few months ago, and I've okay. had a lot of fun with them. So so if, if you want to read some stuff that Rye's written, yeah. do it. Yeah, under Riley, yeah. Thank you so much Thanks for, having for being me. on the show. And you guys know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat, <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?